0: Casey O'Rod, this is Shane Freeman. Uh, we both work in Rockingham County Schools. Um, this year, currently, I am working as an administrator at Wentworth Elementary, but before that, for over a decade, I was at Reedsville Middle School and Reedsville High School with Shane. And we had an issue in our school with um, our students. Showing a really good talent for verbally expressing themselves if you ask them something directly, but their written expression struggled. So, what we wanted to try and do was make sure that we gave them a chance as often as possible to explain themselves, it's especially because I was a science teacher, Shane is a social studies teacher. And so we wanted to give our kids a chance to express themselves and then use that expression to build into their written ability. especially in a time in which some schools will fluctuate how much time they allot for science and social studies. So we felt like our subjects bled into the subjects that are, you know, given a lot more uh, push by school systems a lot. So that if they were used correctly, ELA would benefit from science and social studies. But we needed a way to show it. So we started off with uh, doing a lot of hands-on activities and getting verbal feedback from the kids. Then we decided to record it so that we could show administration, hey, look how well these kids are learning the material that we're teaching. And then we started building on from that to now let's make sure the kids, while they're trying to do say a lab report, they're listening to their own explanation from it and then using that as they're typing the lab report. And for example, in science, we went from uh, a lab report having... Know, minuscule detail and only covering the you know, bare minimum to seventh and eighth grade students typing up five and six page lab reports. and so we want to go over a couple of things anytime we want to make a change in a school uh, have the research to back it up the fact that people are uh, making use of this all over the place so if you download the website, if you, or, sorry, download the presentation and you want
1: to try this in your school or administration. The links,
0: and the links are brighter too. I'm sorry. I just
1: uploaded that version of the presentation but um, uh, I had forgotten to change the form. For that. I apologize. Audio yes. guys, not visual. Yeah, this way, if you are trying
0: to you know, get administration approval in order to do <coughs> some stuff, you can back it up with research, showing the links to how this is going to help literacy and written expression in Uh, schools. I'm going to fly through those a little bit. So in my other things that I do, I'm working on my doctorate at UNC and I teach a couple of classes for them as well. And I had some of my students do some podcasting and they also have been doing that in a lot of their classes uh, beforehand. We've got middle school samples and Uh, university student samples in there just so that you can really see that the middle school kids are diving into it just as intently as the university students and the fact that a lot of times when we're doing class presentations you have got to really motivate and push kids to present something in front of the class but if you warm up into that and this is another aspect of why we started doing this to get them to record a few minutes of something and let them know I'm the only person that's going to listen to this, or I'm the only person that's going to watch this. It goes a long way toward building that trust so that then if you want to add in class presentations where they're standing in front of their peers, they're ready for that because then they've already built up the confidence to do it. Um, So we could play a few minutes of that, but I want to save uh, time as so much as possible. Hello and
1: welcome You're to my, to to my podcast. So today I'm going to be talking about. how podcast. you learn that. right. But, right. but I'm going to yeah. skip past
0: that. What we would like to focus on early on is talking about some things just how to do this in a cost effective way. So, because sometimes the thoughts of doing anything new, you got to worry about cost, especially because as teachers, a lot of times, we pay for so much out of our own pockets. So for example, uh, again, I do a lot of other stuff. One of the things I do is um, I work with UNC women's basketball. Rest season, please don't no. <laughs> And I, I just came here from the ACC tournament, where I was doing color commentary for the Go Heels Network. So I've got a headset. I'll let kids use my headset sometimes in order to do their podcast. But in addition to that, things like the Snowball microphone, you can get little adapters. So you can take a microphone, one of my favorites, this adapter is an XLR into a stereo connection. And we put links where you can uh, find all the adapters that you would need in order to take a real like professional quality microphone and run it into their phone. Because a lot of times, especially if you teach middle school, high school students, they've all got phones. They know how to record stuff in there. And so if you've got available space where it's nice and quiet, they can just record holding the microphone in front of their face. But that will pick up a lot of ambient noise. Whereas if you get a cheap microphone, even the cheapest available, and a adapter, that allows you to focus that sound just a little bit, then you can tuck them off into even just a corner of your room and the sound quality goes up a lot. And it's amazing also how well behaved the kids in your class will be when they know that one of their classmates is over (coughs) there recording. They will suddenly go absolutely silent in order to not ruin the sound quality that's over there. And this is middle, high school, uh, and we're in a Title I school, so this is an issue where you might think, oh, there's gonna be behavior problems all over the place. They look after each other a lot. Um, we even, so at, at a certain point, we'll start to get feedback kid to kid, and you'd be amazed at how encouraging they are to each other, and then that's when they start feeling a lot more comfortable getting up and doing their presentations in front of the class where they can see each other. So a couple of things. We'll just work from left to right. On the left, that is an XLR. So XLR is the standard uh, connection to go from a microphone. Um, and that's going to cut down to a stereo uh, connection. The next one is the one that I'm holding in my hand. If you really want to get kind of high end, and I'm not talking about price, for about 100 bucks, the third one is a uh, little width connection right off the bat. So there's a, a little mini microphone that you can plug into the phone that is directional instead of omnidirectional. That really helps out a lot so that you can post it in front of you and still be able to see yourself. And the little LED light so that it can improve, improve the lighting. Uh many others. Those are just some you know, adapters, because now that Apple has taken away the headphone jack, sometimes that can be a real problem right there. And then,
1: all right, this is where the shape is coming from. Can you hear me? So, I put this up here specifically because there was a difference between the original Snowball microphone and the Snowball ICB. Right. Well, uh, see. Um, this, the uh, original Snowball microphone can plug into just about any USB device, Chromebooks, anything. Right? The Snowball ICE, ICD microphone, if you get the current one, uh, that's actually an ICD microphone, but I got it right when they were switching over and bringing that product out. Um, the big difference there is that that's the, oh, we have six eight or seven Snowball microphones in our building, that's the only one that works with a Chromebook. There is some odd thing that the old black Chromebooks do not like that microphone, right? So if you're going to buy a Snowball, which is actually one of the best options really for you, uh, or one of the best options for us, um, it's practically indestructible. I mean, it's real solid, heavy, durable plastic on top. you might want to consider spending a little bit of extra money to buy the original blue snowball. It comes yeah, Because it's going to connect definitely to all different devices. And not only that, but it has a button on the back that changes the direction and the field of, uh, of audio that it's actually recording. There's three steps in there. It'll go either really narrow in front or actually widen out, so it's actually picking up ambiently everything through the room. The Ice uh, the IC uh, microphone doesn't have that button, it's pretty much just stuck on omnidirectional. The, uh, the other thing with the for the snowball microphone, especially with children, they need to get close to it. Um, so if, you know, just back from here, it's gonna pick up sound, but as they get closer and closer, their voice is gonna get a little stronger. And you're gonna hear, All right, Everybody take their hand and put it right here on their jaw, all right? Now everybody say, I can hear my voice. I can hear my voice. No, you can't. Your voice. Alright? No, seriously, the human voice travels out of your brain, or out of your mouth, into your ear twice. Once through the air and once through your jaw. That travel through the jaw drops the pitch of your voice about a half an octave. So your voice really is different in your ear than it is what you hear. I cannot stand my voice on audio. So, I use a program called Audacity, and the first thing i do is grab the whole thing and drop the pitch at off. right? So it sounds like I think I sound like, right? It also helps if you sort of use your best radio answer voice when you talk, and I tell the kids to do that, all right? By getting them sort of comfortable with the media and, and understanding that it's okay for them to be a little goofy. If you go back to the presentation and listen to Miguel um, Miguel's, um, and his podcast, um, it's hilarious. Um, and it's about stereotypes in Mexico, and half of it's in Spanish. I had to get a dictionary to read it. Hola,
0: yo soy Miguel, and welcome to My Stuff Podcast. All right, then, let's get into it. All right, Hi. now that we're here. Hola, yo
1: Hello, Hello, There we go. All right. So if you have kids, the clown in your class, the one that is always like trying to get your attention. just Stick him in front of that microphone, put him in the back of the room. He knows he's going to get your attention, but he can do it very quietly. Or you know, it sounds odd when I say this, If there's a closet near your classroom that is not full of chemicals, <laughs> right? You can roll a little cart in there. I have one. Roll a little cart in there with a laptop on it and a microphone. Shut the, Put a kid inside. Shut the door. All right he probably won't hurt himself.
0: Um,
1: I've also had children <coughs> who didn't get the podcast done in class. And the rule of my class is if you don't get it done on time, it's your responsibility to get it done. Either come in after school or do it on your own. And they still get turned in because they were done on their phone, as, as Casey said. Right, they, they will find a way. They will walk into this, and they will find a way to get it done. There is another podcast from Miguel and another student. Um, and they didn't get it done in class. So it's really interesting because he's either got her Skyped in or he's just recorded the whole thing on his phone with her, like basically on speakerphone, calling from her house, right? They didn't have to be anywhere near each other, they got the project done, they got it turned in, they got it now, because it, it was excellent. Um, and it was actually really funny because he was like interviewing her and it sounded like exactly like he was interviewing her over the phone. Um, this is a program that we use a lot, this Audacity. It is absolutely 100% free to download. All right, on Windows, Mac and Linux computers. All right? A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y. All right? It will record any audio that is streaming across your computer from one source. All right? So if you plug the snowball microphone like that one's plugged in right now, and that computer that doesn't know, going to sleep is sitting there recording this entire presentation because it will be podcasted out on one of our channels uh, by the end of the night. Or maybe tomorrow. Um, it depends on how much editing I have to do. Uh, because being this far away from mic, even with the uh, speaker in the back, it's going to be a little low. Um, there's a button up there, can kinda see it, it says effect. When you click on that to drop it down, there are there are so many effects on there that it actually goes to the bottom of the screen, and has the little arrow that points down, as in there's more stuff down here you should look. You can amplify, you can shrink voice, you can edit specific lines, just a little section, say, hey, just this part is too loud, and bring that down in. Um, my youngest child was in my eighth grade class two years ago, and she did a, well, of course, I, of course, I made her sure do everything. So I made mean, her do this podcast, and I realized, and I played back for her, you say um more than any human being I have ever <laughs> seen in my life. And then I used that for a project later on, because it's my daughter's so I'm doing her own I had to take 57 ohms out of a six minute bargain. Right? It dropped it down to about five minutes and 30 seconds, which is not so bad. Um, the one thing about Audacity that is not great is that it doesn't work on a Chromebook. There is a program, however, called Twisted Wave, which is available inside the App Store, uh, the Google App Store on the Chromebook. If you have a Mac, if you're a Mac school, GarageBand. That's all you need. Right? It's on all the Macs, it's on, it's on the iPod too, isn't it? But yeah, iPads? you might be able to get it. Yeah, GarageBand is perfect, it is the Mac equivalent to that. Um, it actually has a few other lovely little tools inside. Um, you can add echo effects, you can, like I said, drop the picture of your voice really quickly. Um, we'll get to that in a uh, That is a digital mixer. Uh, most. Audio files. Most people who do a lot of uh, broadcasting use a giant board. You've seen them in the radio station with all the knobs and buttons on them. Um, we have one in our building. It costs like half of my year, uh pay or something. They're they're not cheap. You're not buying one for your classroom. This program again. This is called Voice Meter Banana. Right? I didn't name it. Right? Voice Media Banana is a digital mixer. You can plug your snowball microphone in here. You can plug in a wireless mic in here, and on this one down here, or the ones over here, you can pull in the Skype conversation with the person you're talking to. You can mix them all together, um, and then you can take and and love. Somebody who made this has got a great sense of humor because you have to record it on that cassette tape out there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and it actually, in order to stop and do it and send it off. And to save it as an MP3 file, you actually have to hit eject. All right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. That program has a thousand buttons and oh, so many capabilities that I really recommend if you download it. The next thing you do is go to YouTube and type "voice meter tutorial," and watch the eight hours of video it'll take you to understand everything that goes along with it. Um, as far as your kids go, all they need is Audacity. One of the things that's absolutely great with Audacity is that once they record their audio, they can go in and pick up other audio files and sync them in in specific spots, right? So they can add intro music, outro music, sound effects along the way. You'd be surprised to remember, raise your hand if you actually listen to podcasts, right? Raise your hand if you listen to Tams. Okay. Uh, raise your hand if you listen to any podcast that has some sort of background music. Right? 90% of all the podcasts I have ever seen actually edited with Audacity. Right? You just simply put the audio file for your music where you want it, sort of stretch it across. So it takes in as a second line underneath, right? and then when you play it, it plays that same amount, fade it out when you want it to. Um, I told my kids that they could do that last week, I did not tell them how to do that. Right? Half of the podcasts that they turned into me had audio files, sound effects, music, and everything else inside them. Some of them, you can tell, they just held their Chromebook, they had the audio, held the Chromebook to the microphone, like this, and then moved it away and then started talking. Others, it's very obvious that they put it in. And a couple of them actually, in fact, the, the second picture above the UNC is actually not a UNC picture. It's actually my classroom. The young man who is working on that is, is scoring music for the podcast, because I told them they weren't allowed to pull up anything off of YouTube. Right? So he was like, fine, I'll just write it myself. So he's got a beat generator and sang it up. And another one, uh, another one a couple of the students had this strange website up that produced acapella music for these white people. Right, mm-hmm. And it stringed together and then they looped it and everything else. And I was just watching like, Man, no, they didn't have that when I was a kid. Right? Um, this is one of those cases where you just sort of push that ball forward to them. And they'll turn it into something absolutely amazing. Give them room. Show them how to use the basic tools. One thing about Audacity that's fantastic is that they can record for three hours. Which if it's a terrible podcast, is not going to be good for you. You need to grade it. Um, but if you use Twisted Wave, you get 5 minutes and 30 seconds. It used to be 6 minutes, they cut 30 seconds off the end. Right? 5 minutes and 30 seconds, which is actually usually just about enough time for them to get what they need said. Especially when you make them write the script. Write this down in your notes. Make them write the script. You're also going to have them turn that script in so you can look down and see did they actually say on the podcast what they said they were going to say. Did they really plan this out or did they just sit and talk to the microphone for three to four to five minutes? Um, generally, and this is, this is where you get them and they don't even realize it. A minute of audio is one page typed. I require five minute podcast. See what just happened? You just wrote a five-page paper for me, didn't even realize you were doing it.
0: To get them started with that, we started with doing outline. Speak extemporaneously. Using your outline to stay on top. Then turn around, listen to yourself, and type what you listen to. Then you can flip it on later in the year and make them do the right ahead of time so that you're pushing their liability to the next level. Then the podcast, getting to record, that becomes the incentive for doing written work ahead yeah. of time. One of the
1: things that we actually did really early on that I still do uh, for social studies is something called a silent debate. Has anybody ever done this? I actually got this from the 9-11 project. It's one of the activities in there. We just sort of took the original questions out and just set them to anything. It's a very interesting, actually very kinesthetic way for them to debate. Right? So you take their desks, right? and you put one this way facing that way. Then if you take the other one, and you face it that way. And you give them the debate form, and they have to pass it behind them. They're not allowed to look at the person they're talking to. Right? There's a question, There's a stance for one side and a stance for the other side. There's two lines to get what you have to say. And it's usually timed. You have to have this thing completely filled out within the next 15 minutes. And you can see a kid sitting there like this all excited while the other kid got the piece of paper. And he's like, oh, I should have said And he's waiting and waiting and watching the clock. And he's waiting he's waiting, waiting for it to listen for that piece of paper to rustle behind him so he can grab it and write down what he had to say. Of course, he has to realize, or he has to figure out what, the, uh, what his partner just said to him, right? Back and forth with that, it teaches them to take their thoughts and put them in sort of that micro-writing, really concise, two-line form. And then, with the outline, we are able to expand those thoughts out more and more and more then you put them together to make the podcast and tell them they don't have to necessarily be adversarial to each other, but they need to. their podcast should be a discussion. A discussion. If you notice, some of the great best podcasts that some of you listen to, there's two <laughs> hosts, right? And they're usually, at some point, usually kind of friendly to each other, but there's always a point of contention between the two of them, um, at least somewhere in, in the storyline or in the post itself. Um, this actually, by the way, works out really, really well in the of Darts, too. We have a language arts teacher who um, had them do Maya Angelou speeches um, and analyze them and everything else and podcast them into um, the system. Um, I've heard some of them simply because my she teaches sixth grade. Some of my seventh grade teachers actually let me turn them into me <coughs> when they were supposed to be turning in the podcast for me. And I had to go, this is really good, but this was for last year. Okay. So they're still middle school. Um, can you click to the next slide? Okay, so if you intend—Are there any administrators here? Let's sort to of push this move for administrators. No, sorry. Even if you're a teacher, or if, you're, if you re- if you—if you find that your students are creating things that are absolutely wonderful, there are free places to post those podcasts so that the world can actually hear them, and then you can from there move them into one of the podcatcher, uh, podcatchers. Um, either Podcatcher itself, or Apple, or Google Play has a podcasting app as well, inside like Google Music. Archive.org is absolutely free. Um, the site's huge. Uh, it might not work in your school, because they don't filter anything that goes on <laughs> with their site. And you also might not really want your children exploring. that. Yeah. But it's a case where you could take their podcast, get permission, you know, discuss with them, and like really the us, and actually Host a class podcast straight out of archive.org. You upload the audio file, and then anybody in the world can play it. And you can copy that link onto your website. Um, SoundCloud does it as well. Uh, They have a limit of about three hours or so a month that you can actually upload, which doesn't sound like a lot until you put about twelve kids in there, um, and you realize that there's a lot pulling a lot you can lose. You can actually post. uh, You can actually post that directly out of Google Drive because you can get a, uh, a shareable link from Google Drive itself. And actually, uh, Casey just sent this over to me, and I fell in love with it very, very quickly. The one up there in the corner, and all those links all around the presentation, if you click on it, it'll take you to the the One up there in the corner is Anchor. And it is an absolutely free podcasting app that enables you to take in sections, do transitions, add background, uh, extra background music, and everything else. Uh, directly in their app, and you can do it directly from your phone or from a computer. So that's sort of really nice as well. Um, I think there's one more slide up there that. Um, There's actually another one in the online presentation, which are places where you can get podcasts for your children to listen to. Middle school teachers, middle school social studies, there's nothing for you. <laughs> um, no, no, middle so social. Here, this is one of the reasons why I kept doing this with my kids. There is very little age-appropriate, engaging content for middle school social studies in the podcasting sphere, All right? Which <laughs> means there's a there's a spot for you to make a lot of money, um, more so than what your the fortune that you're being paid by your school district. Um, but, just in case, uh, for all subjects, those links for high school, plenty podcasts for kids, um, education podcasts you should be listening to now, all of those, that's just a giant list of the ones that are really, really good. There's great things for ELA in there. Um, there's a, one, a fantastic one um, for uh, 11, and 13-year-olds from language arts called The Mysterious Disappearance of Marshall <laughs> Bell. It is described as the audio pod, uh, the audio version of Stranger Things. So if your kids like Stranger Things, they'll love that. Um, And it's a case where a kid in a middle school disappears mysteriously, and then there's some odd conspiracies and things like that. It's a great sample of what you could do from the ELA perspective as well uh, with this. So I know some few teachers end up teaching social studies and ELA. Um, and then 10 uh, podcasts, projects teachers should try in the classroom. Those are just ways to get you started if you're, uh, if you're interested in doing this. It's one, it's, this is, you know, podcasting for some strange reason is a door. It's a very new field. There's tons of podcasts for science. Um, discover, we I found out this morning, that Discovery Ed, if you, raise your hand if you have Discovery Ed. Raise your hand, if you keep your hand up if you have the Discovery Ed tech book. The Discovery Tech Book has a whole set of podcasts called Distillations, which are all about science, and they have a a um, a very curated uh, section of stuff you should uh, stuff you, sh- you missed in history class, and also stuff you should know. Uh, please treat podcasts that you're going to show your or you're going to have your kids listen to the same way you would a YouTube video. Go through the whole thing before you give it to. You. Right, because you never know where somebody accidentally messes up, or they sort of push the subject too far. Um, when I when I mentioned how, well, how nice it was for Discovery Edu actually including podcasts, uh, that the, their their representative said, just make sure you listen to them all before you show them to your kids, because some of them really are more for high school than those. Uh, I guess that's kind of sort of the roundabout of it.
0: Are there any questions? Please. Yes. What did you say was the app for um, the Google
1: Play web store? Um, twisted Wave. Twisted Wave? Yeah, one word. T-W-I-S-T-E-D, Wave. Oh, I Have you tried Beautiful Audio? Is that something? We were Beautiful Audio for Chromebooks. Um, Someone told us to try that, but I do not I haven't tried that one. It might work just fine. You need something that enables you to record the audio, and hopefully do a little bit of editing so they can take out the things that they know are mistakes. If they don't have an editing feature, this is what happens. Oh, we made a mistake. Erase. Start again. And that five-minute podcast takes an hour and a half to record. So and if you're trying to get a whole class through uh, recording, even in teams where you have th- – think about this way. If you have a 60 – raise your hand you have 60-minute classes. Raise your hand if you have 90-minute classes. All right, so if you have five podcasts that are five minutes long, you're looking at at least ten minutes to get the kids in and out, in recorded and back out and get the next group in, which means you can record five podcasts in that hour. If you have a 90-minute classroom, same thing. You're going to get eight at most, um, and you're most likely going to have to boot a group out because they have been you know, starting over over and over again. Um, we very luckily have a little room in the back of our media center that uh, our media specialist turned into a television studio. Um, and the really nice thing about that is since they don't use it for television all the time. Um, and it's basically soundproofed. Put the kids in with that microphone at the table and a laptop. One of them hits record. The first group In and Out, though, has the wonderful, um, has the wonderful uh, is what I'm looking for, opportunity to edit and really sort of clean things up before they turn it in. So and my students, we have Canvas as a learning LMS, and they can upload their audio directly into Canvas. They can actually podcast directly into Canvas because they can record their voice directly onto it. But it has no editing function, and they will hit start over a thousand times. You had a question. Well, just going to talking about the beautiful audio editor. Um, it's a bit of a misnomer because it's the ugliest interface
0: I've ever seen. <laughs> it's also like not real intuitive. So even though you can multi-track,
1: it's very, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Actually, I think I have sense. seen that, and because when Twisted Wave started shrinking their time down, I went searching for something else, um, and I did look at it, and it was confusing for me to sort of go through, so it got sort of pushed to the, I'll look at that later list very quickly. So yes? So you with the Chromebooks, use the Twisted Wave, if your school has Chromebooks instead yes. like of yeah, that's, and they'll add the twisted. What'll happen is they'll add Twisted Wave with their Google account, and that will actually make it so that whenever they hit save or whenever they record anything in Twisted Wave, it'll automatically save it into their Google Drive, and they'll have a Twisted Wave link directly into their drive. So they can go back and get their stuff. Um, they can also download those those recorded there, download as an MP3, go home to their computers where they have maybe a downloaded Audacity and clean stuff up and you know put additional effects. There aren't many effects in Twisted Wave when it comes right down to it. There's an Amplify, there's a Reduce, um, but it doesn't have like the echo effects and, and the reverb. And there's a reverse too, so they can actually you know do the, you know, the old play the record backwards there. They can actually take part of their own audio and flip it over, um, which becomes a toy really quickly. So, anything else? Um, so you said you host on, um,
0: like those pictures you're hosting, that's just where you're
1: storing them, right? Yeah, that's where, so ultimately, okay, so a pod, podcasting is radio. Right, so radio. But it, but it's radio on demand. In that case, you would place it, you would upload that, that section of audio into either archive.org, um, you might be able to do it in the Spotify, I think you could at one time, I'm not sure you still can, SoundCloud, Anchor is actually completely free and the best one I have seen um, in a very long time. You could record directly into Anchor or you can upload the audio, they can do it in sections. That's actually a tool that I'm gonna uh, learn how to use very, very quickly, and the next time we do it, um, the, do podcasting. Uh, the next podcasting project we do, um, I'm probably going to give that kids and say, hey, you can do this. But keep in mind, right, so the simple rule is anything you say on into that microphone is the same as standing up and screaming it out loud in class. And I will write you up if necessary for whatever you say. Yes?
0: We do. Actually, I got it from from Casey years ago. So one of the main things, that the reason why we started this is because I felt like the lab reports I was receiving were not indicative of what they were capable of explaining to me. So I graded it based on their lab report, initially. Then I started adding in, you know, making sure that some you know, language aspects are in there. Mine's a little different simply because of, uh, I made them eventually type the full lab report and the podcast is more of the reward because they can enjoy doing that. So initially it was, this is how you're giving yourself a boost into doing the lab report better. So the outline and all the details, that is what I was really great on. Then, when it, they got to the point where their podcasts were you know being cranked out quicker, and their writing was starting to show how much more they were able to express themselves, then the actual re- whole final lab report, I was grading that where, uh, it would take seven months. We'd get into right about now. I would start in February, March. They're really getting dialed in on a lab report when I would teach a semester class. You know, you get to where right at the end of the semester they're finally turning in a really high quality lab report. When we started doing the podcasts, I'm getting that you know, a third of the way through the course instead, it's because they're able to give themselves feedback and build on that and get the confidence to know that, all right, I'm, I know a lot more. It's, that was one of the best things. Is that When they would listen to themselves, yes, they always would say, I hate the sound of my voice. But I get paid to talk on the radio and TV, and I hate the sound of my voice. And I would explain that to them, that that's natural. But listen to what you're telling them. You need to hear it from my point of view of look at all these details that you've put in. And then when they start to realize, you know, how effective they are at explaining something, then all of a sudden they start to enjoy the process and they start to, you know, feel really good about expressing themselves. What it's amazing how the kids now are so trapped into their devices that they can't communicate, and that's having a really big effect on their ability to communicate in terms of written language. And so we were trying to just get them to where they can carry on a real conversation, use the conversation to improve their written ability, and then by that point, the actual podcast is the fun part. And I really, once they got to that, I didn't even grade that.
1: I still grade those. Um, then years ago, uh, Casey sent me a. Then um, I'll actually add it to the presentation this evening. He sent me a form that does a podcast review, right? And it, you know is the person intelligible? Or, you know, sort of all those basic, you know, rubric things. And I actually that's the first thing my kids get. Here's the review form, and here's eight podcasts, right? And it's all on a page in Canvas. Uh, pick one or more and review them. And then they start doing it, and then, I, and then I tell them, oh, by the way, that's exactly the form that I'm going to use for you. Because they'll cut into people quick. Uh, they're like, oh, I can't hear them. This is boring, and everything else. Um, and so we'll turn that, you know, sort of put that table on real quickly, and we'll be like, all right. So that's the same form I'm ready you with. At which point, it's amazing. He's like, oh, but it was OK. And I kind of liked yeah. it. <laughs> and, um, and it would get a great if I was doing this. Um, but yeah, I mean, your standard rubric for a oral report will work nicely if you've got one for the or for the for you know rubric for them doing stand-up presentations is essentially sort of the same thing, um, is it, For social studies, is historically accurate? Um, does the grammar make sense? They got to remember that what they say you know still has to be basically grammatically correct. Um, uh, are they? Is it intelligible? Does it keep my interest? is a is a big part of it. They'll ask me all the time, "What if it goes over five minutes?" How uh, I say the same thing. First five minute, minutes better be good, because if they're, if they're not, then when the clock when the timer hits five zero zero, I'm going to stop writing and go to the next person. If I'm still engaged, I will listen for the hour that you recorded, but that first five minutes better catch me. And I teach them the same thing in the writing. They're, you know, in, in historical writing. First sentence has to tell me everything about this, or if I get halfway down through this and realize this is not a report on George Washington, it's a report on the light bulb, um, then I've wasted my time because I needed this information, but you gave me that instead. So I mean, just uh, that's one of those things where obviously use your best judgment. I right, grade them however you would grade you know anything else. It doesn't
0: have to be sort of a special system for podcast grading. Um, you can always go in to that next step as well, the class that I teach at Carolina. Um, my students, for that, now we're a little bit more uh, intensive with it. And so they are taking a subject from their major, because it's an intro to Ed, but a lot of the students are double majoring, And so they're taking subjects from something else and now they have to create a a presentation and add in the soundtrack for that. Fortunately for them, they have the Microsoft uh, 365, so they've got access to most up-to-date PowerPoint, and it's easy to add in audio and video to that, so I've just gotten uh, about 25 um, submissions where some Students have just laid in an audio track that goes with a PowerPoint, and others have actually uh, you can tell where they sort of cleaned up their norm. And uh, they've got the PowerPoint, and they set themselves up like a little webcam set up, and they're speaking to a camera while the PowerPoint is going on. And by the time they blend the two, half the screen is the PowerPoint, half the screen is them and they've done annotations on there. So uh, one of the presentations that I just took a quick look at uh, but I graded is giving me a breakdown of the myelar sheet of axial nerves. And so like, even your top-end students are going to really be able to push themselves to dig in with this. And keep in mind, the college students
1: apparently, has the uh, one uh, audio from the UNC student that's on there, uh, Casey sent to me, and, and I, you know, edited it a little bit down because uh, college students' parents apparently do not say um; they say and so, <laughs> 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 thirty-seven times. <laughs> <laughs> so his original, it was really like six and a half minutes or five and a half by the time I was like, and, and just big spaces where the, um, and it's great because you can if you actually pull down the audio, right, from your gradebook or from whatever put it up in Twisted Wave. You can see them think because you can see the space coming up where the, you're like, okay, because he's going to have to think about this next thing he's going to tell me. And you can see it's just spaces where there's no audio. There's just quiet down. And then they go into the next thing. It is them processing. Um, so, and actually, that's actually really fun too is you can show them their processing. And you say, okay, so you're here and here. And then you got really excited about this because it are really loud. And you weren't sure about this.
0: So, I think we're all uh, I time. Um, if you uh, need to get in touch with us, uh, both of us work in Rockingham County Schools, my email is C-E-L-R-O-D uh, at rock.co.nc.us. We'll put that on there. Yeah. It's, right. it's Freeman, but we'll put that so that if you need any um, connection to us, so anybody that has downloaded the presentation uh, yeah. online. Can you throw the link
1: back then? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, he's got it on his end. Oh, by the way, you were all just subject to a podcast. Like I said, this, this entire conversation will be online through Anchor. Uh, probably by tomorrow afternoon. Once I drop my voice. Oh, the slides right there.